Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If, like me, you thought it might have been a little too chilly the last couple of days, you're going you're gonna to get a respite. Today's highs of 70 with a 20% chance for showers tomorrow. Highs of 72 tomorrow early. Then the temperature drops throughout the day as the front comes through. 40% chance for showers then, and, and it gets a little bit complicated here, so I don't want you to be fooled. Saturday, much colder. Highs in the lower 50s, then a light freeze on the North Shore Sunday night, and then Sunday nights, highs of 64. But then an Arctic front comes through on MLK Day on Monday. 40% chance for showers. Temperatures reach a high of 48 early, then they drop throughout the day to a hard freeze on the North Shore, 26 uh, on Monday night, Tuesday morning, 34 South Shore, and then a harder freeze and a hard freeze on both sides of the lake Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. The timing of this was delayed a little bit. Highs Tuesday, 38, then a low of 18 North Shore, 26 South, and then highs Wednesday of 42. So we are in for a cold snap. And when you're talking about 18 North Shore, 26 South, you're talking about full precautions. CNN had a Republican debate last night. Meanwhile, over on Fox... They had a town hall meeting with Donald Trump. So basically, the Republican candidates that are trying to take on Donald Trump held, uh, engaged in a debate on CNN while Fox gave Donald Trump an, an infomercial during the same time for the same time period. Justin Buchler joins us now, associate professor of political science at Case Western Reserve University. Good morning, professor. Good morning. What, was that too cynical, what I just said, or was that pretty accurate what happened? Yeah, it was pretty accurate, yeah. So let's talk about the role of media in this, if we can, and cable news and so forth, because back in the day, would one network have undermined the other that were having debates and then give another candidate just a half an hour of infomercial time or an hour of infomercial time? I guess I'm talking about the process and how it's changed. Yeah, um, well, it's hard to separate that from the fact that this is a – uh, very unusual situation because we don't even really have a contest going on right now. I mean, uh, the, the press, to a large extent, is trying to pretend that there is a nomination battle happening right now when there isn't. This is over. Uh, I mean, Donald Trump is the nominee, and anyone who is trying to pretend that there's a contest going on right now 
is uh, being uh, less than forthcoming about the state of the contest. So um, I, generally, we would not have one uh, one media organization uh, competing against another, but we also wouldn't have a situation in which there is a uh, fully crowned nominee and the press trying to pretend otherwise. Along those lines, I saw, let's start on the Democratic side, and then I'll get back to the debate in a minute. Um, the um, Democratic, presumed Democratic challenger to President Biden was in New Hampshire, I think it was, and, and had his little truck out with his orange cones and was going to have a rally um, about fixing broken government. And that was his shtick, I guess, that the truck was out there with the cones, like fixing a broken street, except the government was broken. This is in New Hampshire now, and nobody showed up. So there really isn't a, a, a race on either side at all. I mean, this this is all just a, a formality, if you will. I hate to say farce, but a formality maybe until we have the can the the, the official candidates at the conventions. Well, I'm happy to call it both, but remember that incumbent presidents are pretty consistently reelected. The last time that we didn't have an incumbent uh, president renominated was 1968, and in 1968, you had uh, Lyndon Johnson facing a lot of pressure on the basis of the Vietnam War, uh, and then when Lyndon Johnson was not renominated, uh, what happened was, uh, first of all, the nomination process was very different because that was before the McGovern-Fraser reforms, but then the party uh, nominated Hugh Humphrey, who was a sitting vice president. So, uh, I mean, we're, we're not exactly looking at a Democratic contest that is anything like Lyndon Johnson then being replaced uh, by uh, Hubert Humphrey as the nominee on the Democratic side, because incumbent presidents are just renominated. And then on the Republican side, I mean, Donald Trump is uh, in many ways sort of a, a semi-incumbent because he's a former president and, and he is so popular within the Republican Party that he may as well be. So, yeah, this whole thing is a farce. For the uh, farce is good. For the um, context, historical context, for people to know, talk about those res, uh, reforms, if you will, that you alluded to earlier. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, we didn't always have uh, nominations decided by primaries and caucuses. Uh, uh, up through 1968, what used to happen is that uh, we had some primaries and caucuses, but they were mostly for show. The Democrats or uh, the delegates to the conventions were basically the party officials, and you would go into the party conventions, and the party officials would then hold a vote on who the nominee would be. But in 1968, on the Democratic side, there was a split because um, a lot of uh, Democrats were dissatisfied with the state of the party, and in particular on the Vietnam War. So you had Eugene McCarthy uh, as kind of the anti-war candidate who had done pretty well in the primaries and caucuses, which didn't mean anything. You had Hubert Humphrey, who is Johnson's sitting vice president, who got uh, the nomination, and that led to riots in Chicago in 1968 at the convention. So the Democrats uh, formed a commission called the McGovern-Fraser Commission, which changed the rules for allocating delegates to the convention. Uh, and the process became uh, that becoming a delegate uh, was going to be determined by uh, primaries and caucuses. So uh, they changed all the rules, and uh, that was how we wound up with a system where delegates were selected by primaries and caucuses. So the first election under those new rules were the, uh, was the 1972 election, and we've had minor changes since then, but it's only been since 1972 that that's been the process of uh, running for a nomination. Uh, and since then, it's just been, if you're the incumbent, you get renominated. And really, it was at that point that the nominating convention changed into a pep rally, right? 
Um, well, I mean, uh, to a significant extent, but even then, uh, I, people weren't really watching. Not that people necessarily watch now, but all of the uh, all of the really important stuff has already happened by the time we get to the convention because uh, the conventions used to be where the candidates were actually selected. Now, all that really happens is people vote on a platform, which doesn't really mean much of anything, and and you and get, get some little televised show. Yeah, a, a televised show and a chance to make your pitch to the voters, I guess. Let's take a break. We'll pick it up when we come back. Justin Buechler, Associate Professor of Political Science at Case Western Reserve University. We've already heard that Nick Saban uh, is retiring. Now uh, Adam Schefter tweeting that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots expected to part ways today. They've been together 24 seasons, and Bill Belichick, if he doesn't have Tom Brady, you got to wonder what kind of coaching record he has. 621 traffic now, WWL. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 625, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Talking to Justin Buchler, our friend, associate professor of political science at Case Western Reserve University. Talking about the GOP debate last night in the presidential election in general. And, Professor, this is really going to be an interesting primary season unless something drastic happens because, as you said, this is a foregone conclusion. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you can talk about some of the things going around on a periphery. Uh, there was a debate in Iowa last night between Nikki Haley and um, Ron DeSantis. Would, would anybody else participate or not? I Honestly, I— uh, No, I, there was— yeah, there was the two of them. Um, it's a contest for uh, nothing. Well, or is it a contest for Donald Trump's running mate at this point? What exactly did we learn, or was there any new ground broken last night? Just same old stuff. Yeah, uh, pretty much the same old. Uh, I, one of the questions is whether or not it was a contest for Trump's running mate, um, and. It, 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 it's hard to see either of them as Trump's running mate at this point. One of the questions was whether or not Nikki Haley would have been a Trump running mate. But if you look at uh, some of Trump's recent uh, comments about Nikki Haley lately, uh, spreading uh, sort of birther type lies about Nikki Haley, um, it's unlikely that he's going to pick Nikki Haley. Um, I'm not sure anybody can guess who he's going to pick as his running mate, but uh, once he starts spreading birther type lies about Nikki Haley, it's probably not going to be Nikki Haley. Um, he's been uh, pretty negative on Ron DeSantis for a long time, which would suggest not DeSantis. Uh, so I'm not sure it's really a contest about anything. Um, I mean, I guess Chris Christie dropped out, so I'm not sure why either DeSantis or Haley are in this. Yeah, I was going to get into that about Chris Christie saying he didn't see a path to victory, which makes me wonder 
how could he have seen a path to victory from the beginning when you and I both knew he didn't have a path to victory and just about everybody else knew he didn't have a path to victory. He, he's getting a message a little bit late here. So what was it when these candidates do that? What, what is it they're trying to accomplish, Professor? Because I don't get it because, again, it's like um, thinking that a, a division, a lower division team, an F, whether it's Tim, the lower college division in football is going to win the FCS team is going to win the FBS championship. It's nice to think about, but it's not going to happen. So what what are they doing here? What's the, what's the rationale? Do you understand what they're trying it's, to accomplish? Yeah, it's really hard to see. I mean, uh, if one were being generous to Chris Christie at the start of the contest, one could say that he simply wanted to be on stage in order to make a case, in order to be heard. But if he actually thought that he had a chance, then he was being a fool. Um, for candidates like uh, Ron DeSantis, I think that Ron DeSantis thought that maybe there was some pros- possibility that uh, Trump would uh, slip up and then he would be a natural successor. But that seemed to be a really strange rationale because I don't think that there are very many examples of candidates who have uh, won against overwhelming favorites while refusing to attack the overwhelming favorite. Um, so I, the the most common thing to note about candidates in sort of high levels of politics is that they wind up developing very high opinions of themselves. And if you surround yourself with yes men, then you don't really have a lot of people checking those opinions, and that seems to be endemic to politics. Is there cheese at the end of the tunnel for him? I'm looking at Nikki Haley. I'm thinking, well, maybe, and even Ron DeSantis, maybe they're positioning themselves for four years from now. But then I'm thinking in today's electronic age, four years from now is like 50 years from now back in the day, right? They'll make money on the lecture circuit or get think tank jobs or something like that. Okay. Thank you, Professor. I appreciate your time. Have a great day. You too. Hi, Justin Bugler, Associate Professor of Political Science at Case Western Reserve University. You all can text me at 504-260-1870. Would you go so far as to say this whole primary system is a a farce or, or a, a, I don't know what the phrase would be, a, a, a no, um, non-event, non-events, because we all know who the, who the presidential candidates are going to be. And who do you think is going to win? 504-260-1870. I'd like to know because I, I don't see anything changing unless somebody's health affects them where it's going to be Trump and Biden again. And are you okay with that? Worst crawfish season ever. That's what we learned yesterday. We'll drill down on that with Mike Strain, Commissioner Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry. When we come back, Tommy Tucker, glad you're with us. WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.